May 24th, John chapter 13, verse 31, through chapter 14, verse 14. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for me, the Son of Man, to enter into my glory, and God will receive glory because of all that happens to me. And God will bring me into my glory very soon. Dear children, how brief are these moments before I must go away and leave you. Then, though you search for me, you cannot come to me, just as I told the Jewish leaders. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Simon Peter said, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, You can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord? he asked. I am ready to die for you. Jesus answered, Die for me? No. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. Don't be troubled. You trust God. Now trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's home, and I am going to prepare a place for you. If this were not so, I would tell you plainly, When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am, and you know where I am going and how to get there. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We haven't any idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had known who I am, then you would have known who my Father is. From now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Philip, don't you even yet know who I am, even after all the time I have been with you? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking to see him? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say are not my own, but my Father, who lives in me, does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of what you have seen me do. The truth is, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, because the work of the Son brings glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name, and I will do it. We don't think we need good news. We think we need good advice. We don't need the gospel. We just need 10 ways to have a happy life and five ways to reduce stress. Because that's our problem. We don't believe this. And this is why we say, we, we hear preachers say it all the time. There's a guy down my way, down in Houston, Smiling Joel. Smiling Joel says, sinners don't need to be told they're sinners. They know they're sinners. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. They look at the guy on the news who hacks somebody up and they say, that's a sinner, not me. 
They don't sin, they make mistakes. You sin, but they don't. They make bad choices. They have bad patches. They have bad habits, but they're not sinners. They're not individuals who pursue their own fleshly desires at the expense of everyone and anything else, unless they can be helped in their fleshly desires. They're not sinners who are under the influence of this world because this world is giving them exactly what they want, which is not God. They're not sinners who are under the influence of the prince of the power of the air because they love the prince of the power of the air. They're just people who sometimes make mistakes. The Bible says that they're children of wrath. And so were we. If you understand that you're a child of wrath, you understand that you don't need good advice. You need good news. Because there is no good news in this. This is all bad. There's no hope whatsoever. I'm dead. And I'm under the influence of this world that opposes God. And the prince of the power of the air who opposes God. And what's worse, my flesh, my body, my mind, they like it and they want it and they don't want God. And I'm an enemy of God and I deserve God's wrath. I love to ask people, you know, even if you know you, you need to be saved, do you know what you need to be saved from? God. You need to be saved from the wrath of God. This holy and righteous and just God. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace we've been saved. I love, there's no room there. There's no room there. There's nothing there. There's nothing God saw in you. It's just not there. There's nothing in you that rose up above the rest. It's just not there. The answer is, but God, you're dead. I don't care how many times you've heard the illustration. You're sinking, you're drowning, you're about to go down for the last time, and God throws you the life preserver, but you got to grab it. Dead men don't grab. You were not almost dead. You were not nearly dead. You're dead which means that the only hope is the grace of God. But watch what happens. You were dead and now you get life. God made us alive together with Christ. You, you, you were dead, but now you're alive together with Christ. This is important. This is the doctrine of regeneration. This is God making us alive. This is God making us born again. And no matter how many, how many times we hear out there in popular evangelicalism that we sort of born ourselves again, you can no more born yourself again than you born yourself the first time. Being born again is an act of God. Being born again is a supernatural act. Being born again is something that you don't ask for, you don't have sense enough to ask for, you're dead. God does this. And it's by His grace that He does this. And it's for His glory that He does this. It is because of Christ 
that he does this. And it is by grace alone 